Hello listeners, Shadow of the Demon Lord is a grimdark horror game, and as such we'll deal with intense horror material. This is not intended for all listeners, and listener discretion is advised. Thank you. Hello and welcome to a Paradise Lost podcasting channel. My name is Christina, and I am your editor for this twisting tale. The storyteller for this dark campaign is Tyler. In this episode, we serenade the doctor, meet more townsfolk who joined the expedition, and for better or worse, everyone heads into the woods to finally look for Barnus. So get ready for Shadow of the Demon Lord, A Fading Light, Episode 8, Music, Mercy, Murder. You guys go downtown and look building that on the outside looks particularly average. You know that it is the office slash home of Dr. Ernest Jakar. How do you proceed? Alright then, y'all. Uh, so who's going to be the face here? I guess it's going to be me, huh? And I'm going to just knock, knock, knock on the door. It's Dr. Sure. Jakar! Uh, you hear some rustling and, and a quiet... Oh, fuck. And there's a... Uh, there's like a... As like a bottle shatters for some reason. There's a lot of like rustling. And eventually the door opens and a particularly grizzled looking uh, five o'clock shadow to the extreme human man is at the door. He has like dirty blonde tossed around hair that's constantly back from someone who like wipes their hair back all the time. And he looks very tired and smells like Barnus. Barnus in disguise! Hello. How may I help you? Oh, hey there, bud. So, uh, the mayor and, uh, the captain of the guard have requested that you come with us. We're, uh, about to go, uh, go try and find some missing people. Well, tomorrow, technically, but I just wanted to inform you so you could, uh, I kind of, like, finger guns and sober up. He kind of just, like, blinks a couple of times and closes the door. As he closes the door, I'm gonna stick a metal hand in to stop it. That was not a request, doctor. I'll be there. Get out of my house. But we're not inside your house, we're at the door. There's a very large robotic arm inside my house. You're not leaving me until tomorrow morning. I know where the gate is. Good night. Okay, we'll just make sure to sober up in case we need you to doctor things. There is no response as he slams the door shut. Okay, bye! Well, that was productive. Well, y'all, I think that went over just just fantastic. Let's see if he actually shows up, though. He will be there. Um, hmm. Are you going to say you're going to kidnap? I, I kind of get the feeling if he doesn't show up, you're just going to be dragging him over your shoulder, aren't you? Oh, no, he's much too big for me to do that. That's Marshall's job. Conscription is conscription. I... Hmm, I need to look something up real quick, but I might have an idea of something to do before I go to sleep. Okay. Yeah, he basically just told us to get off his lawn. Uh, good question. When I make a roll, I make it with a plus one because my strength is 11, right? That's correct. Sweet, just want to make sure, just want to make sure I remember correctly. Hmm. Okay. So I have a weird question that probably does not actually work within the actual system. Oh yeah? But... I want to try and help out um, before I go to sleep. Since, you know, going to sleep and uh, for the next day resets my spell slots and everything. I'm wondering if that I can... And technically this isn't how it works, but I kind of want to see if the, maybe we can, like, storytell this. Maybe kind of kind of maybe kind of stretch the system a little bit. And if, and if not, that's cool. But would, would it be okay for me to use... Song of Inspiration, my rank one song uh, spell, that technically gives people boons, um, kind of like outside his window at night to kind of like inspire him to be a better person, to not indulge in the booze, to kind of like give him hope, I guess? You know what? Make me a d20 roll with one boon as you perform the Song of Hypocrisy. 
Can I accompany <laughs> him with my flute? Yeah, yeah. You guys can make a joint performance roll. Sure. And I will beat on my armor as the drums. Gonna, you you want to join in on it? Hey, Joseph, you want to join in on this? Turn in. There's only going to be bard. Bard brigade. <laughs> I think sure. only two of us actually have like musician bardic stuff, though, like performance yeah, stuff. I, I sing you the song of my people. Begins grinding gears obnoxiously outside his bedroom window. You said a d20 with a uh, with a boon. Yes, both of you, please. Oh yes, that's fifteen. Question: Is this a challenge roll? Yes. Can I also no. use? It's a skill check. Okay, so I want to. You are not competing against him. You just have to get over ten. Okay. Never. I will never get over a ten. Apparently, ever. Uh, Traveler starts belting out some mad, sick lyrics and really pouring his heart into it. But man, the flutist is off key. Using my pirate background, can I start humming a sea shanty? Afraid not. Wait, 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 wait. Cannot, since I'm technically using my song of inspiration, can I give my two boons to Christina from Song of Inspiration? Or no, no, that's being consumed sure. to help out, uh, to help out, uh, the doc, right? You know what? No, 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 it's okay. Yeah, you can, re- Christina, go ahead and roll 2d6. If any, if either of them are, are a six, you succeed. Yes! Bada bing! There you go. Yeah, the flutist kind of, like, gets your shit together. And, uh... <laughs> I, I, I start playing, and it sounds really off. I look at the flute... Okay, look, we discussed this... And I need you to get it together and do better. All right? All right. We have an agreement. You, you kind of like tap it against your palm again pretty hard, and a chunk of marrow falls out of the end. I knew there was something in you. Jeez. <laughs> and you, you play a little bit better. Uh, you play some tunes into the night. Um, you don't know if he has a window. You don't see. You don't. There's no window open in that building. So you're unsure if it reaches to your designated audience, but a couple people walking down the street sure do seem to enjoy it. Um, I, I do the uh, after that. I wait for uh, after that. I wait for uh, for uh, clock to finish up. Uh, do uh, uh, talking to her flute. I'm going to be like, okay, one, two, three, four, and then we start going into uh, I will survive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's going on. I kind of pull Shredem aside. Hey, uh, Shredem, I learned I learned a uh, new spell that is going to help you, and uh, begin casting Cure on him to remove one insanity from him. Do you have to make a roll to do that? You touch the target, granting one the falling benefits. Remove one insanity from the target. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Cody is uh, Shredem gets mystically touched by this uh, dwarf man. Uh, the beard of your soul grows longer and you feel the insanity within your mind lift. The air seems to feel a little bit lighter and the world not so grim. May, may your ancestors or those who have built you know peace and know that you are on a righteous path. The cog god only knows perfection. And I'm gonna put my hand on his shoulder and do absolutely nothing. <laughs> as you are, my friend. As you are. Okay, so you guys finish up your rousing performance. And at some point during this, I'm assuming Puck goes and gets her weapons. Um, yep. Does anybody... Uh, do, you, do you all head out after that? Uh, real quick, just for the podcast. Uh, what weapons does Puck get? Oh, uh, did yes. you record the whole thing? No. No, I didn't. Okay. We'll, 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 it's alright. We'll do it. Uh, yeah, Pluck goes and grabs her, her small shield and sickle from the blacksmith. And, because he won't accept extra coin, she offers him a bone in return as well, as kind of a tip. He grumpily takes it and puts it into his small pocket in, an, in the apron and gets back to his work. Look, it wasn't coin, so it's really not, you know, being rude. It's so less sincere the, the, the second time around. I'm so sorry I didn't record it. It's okay. Uh, I got kind of ahead of myself. Don't worry about it. Anywho, 
Does anybody do anything else before we go to the next day? No, I think that's it. I'm going to, you know, take advantage of the fact that you uh, are giving us a free day to use spell slots and uh, go rest at uh, at the Spider's Crawl. Okay. Um, then I just uh, get rid of his insanity and then go for a long rest. Okay. Cody, where do you sleep? Or, or sleep? Where do you stand for the night? Well, I'm going to walk out to wander the woods. Okay. And uh, Plucky, go back and... Uh, you tell your indignant boss that you're not going to be at work tomorrow. And hey, you go, if you have an issue with it, uh, go take it up with uh, Jack B. It's yeah, you you, uh, you tell you tell Bonk to get bent and tell him you're not going to be at work tomorrow. Uh, and he grumbles about it, but eventually he relents. Not my choice. Uh, <laughs> Cody. Yes. The next day, you go and pick up your weapons from Arden. Uh, and you got a spear and a... I forget what the other thing you got was. Uh, shield. Yes. Do you... The, the work looks solid. Do you do anything with it once you get it? Or just thank him and go? Much appreciated small yet not frail one. As always, your work is best. You're very welcome. Dense yet not tough one. Oh. What was that? I said, you're very welcome, dense, yet not tough one. Ah, okay. And he goes back to his work. He's clearly, like, poking fun, but it was kind of snarky. Yeah. Like halflings do. As they do. Uh, but as you go to the gate with your new weapons, you inspect them one more time and look at your shield. In the middle of your new shield is the silver piece you left. Perfect. <laughs> that son of a bitch. <laughs> Get out, Ehod. <laughs> like slipping it in Ma's purse. You're damn right it is. <laughs> I know how this game is played. It's like right in the middle of the shield, too. Like, if someone, if you're fighting somebody with that shield, you're like, is there a silver piece in the middle of that shield? <laughs> oh, dude. That means I can smash werewolves. Yeah. Hey, that means that there's a place where that uh, me and Pluck can actually touch the shield. Yeah, I assume my stuff is not made of iron. It's like special, not iron stuff. I forgot about that. I mean, wood is distinctly not iron. Wood is also distinctly breakable. I mean, if worse comes to worse, that's, that's I guess, what I have to do. I don't know what all metals have iron in. Steel does. Uh, if I recall correctly, either you get your weapons made out of, like, a material that's not iron, that's more brittle and can break. Uh, basically, I think if you roll under zero at any point, the weapon damages itself. Or if you want to make it out of a metal that's not iron-based, it's double the price. I mean, I'll throw another... Uh... We're just going to carry on. We'll worry about that later on. Okay, I'll throw an extra 1.5 silver at him. That's not a big deal. Sure, that'll work. Put it in the notes so it's official, Christina. <laughs> Edited in post. <laughs> so you guys get together and go to the gate? Yep. How early do you guys get there? Uh, didn't they say that they were leaving at dawn? What time did yeah, they say? They were... Okay, yeah, that's when it's we would get there, right? At dawn, when the sun rises. There, to meet you, before all of you get there, is Dr. Ernest Jakarta. Morning, Doc. Hope you're doing better. Yeah, thanks. He's made, like, an attempt to brush his hair and, like, look a bit together, but you can tell he had a rough night. Definitely wasn't the two people with basically a boombox outside of his, uh, outside of his window last night. Hard to say. No, that was in the middle of the day. That was not at night. Oh, okay. And then, coming from after you guys there awkwardly with the doctor who doesn't seem to want to converse with you, you might, you might see him, like, take a sip from a flask at some point. <laughs> uh, first thing in the morning. And, um... There, a few minutes later, uh, comes Terrace in his full armor, along with two other figures. The first figure is a pretty large... A little poorly, he's like a little chunky. Um, dark-haired man. Black hair, but starting to gray. Probably in his, like, 
late 40s, mid to late 40s. He's balding pretty severely, but still has like up some hair up there. He's wearing like uh, some normal run-of-the-mill like male armor, not full plate or anything. And he has uh, a worn sword and shield at his side. Uh, he looks to be like chewing on tobacco and he spits into the dirt as he approaches. Right. And uh, behind him is a very small, wiry young man, probably around like early 20s, who's very energetic, too energetic this early in the morning. He's like jogging in place, ready for his mission out on the town. Uh, and behind them all is is Terrace. You've seen him before. I mean, he was in front. I said that already. Uh, he introduces the two uh, gentlemen with him as Clem and Klein. Uh, Klein being the small, energetic lad, and Clem being the grizzled old man. Are we all ready to go? Yes. You see uh, Jacoby kind of nod at Clem and chuckle even a little bit at Klein, like hopping up and down. We'll be marked. We'll be walking uh, north into the old, the old mire. It's about a five-hour walk to get there, so be ready for a march. Well, good thing I thought of my uh, water skin before I left. Good thing. And they, uh, without a word, Terrace turns and starts marching down the path. Uh, Clem, Klein, and Ernest all follow, and I'm assuming you all do as well. Yeah, I follow, yeah. of course. Uh, I'm going to. Uh, quicken my pace and get up to Terrace and be like so uh Terrace about that uh I know I asked a couple months ago about the uh town guard uh application do you still need people I- I've been getting a little bit better with that there magic and uh even if not like I could be like your uh I don't want to say little drummer boy but like what's the equivalent if I sing cause I'm getting real good at that Greg I'm afraid this isn't the right time you have work to do I'm Though I do appreciate you and your group helping us. We're a bit short-staffed, it's true. If I'm being honest, Terrace, I'm just trying to bring a little bit of levity to this grim situation. I mean, people going missing and everything, it, it kind of helps with morale. I just wanted to i just want to make sure that things are going good, you know? You'll do as you will. Also, if I'm being honest, y'all can... My na- na- I'm, I'm Traveler. That, that's what I'm going by now. Very well. Thank you for alarming me. For alerting me to that change. He kind of like gives you a bit of a side, a side eye, with sudden name change, like something that is nickname. You get the feeling that Terrace may understand what you are, but doesn't say anything about it. Uh, question: Would this have be within the same to overhear that conversation? It's certainly plausible. Um, you got any objections to that, Brendan? No, no, that's fine. This, after hearing that, uh, Nezak's gonna catch up to uh, Traveler and go, Well, instead of joining Town Guard, you can always go over there once per day or so, maybe towards in the morning or in the evening, and give them an inspirational song to up morale. You also know that, like, in the past couple months, the official members of the town guard have meant less and less. The town, in general, kind of, like, tries to band together to, like, get stuff done. Yeah, but having a real job and, like, a source of, air quotes, income means that uh, now the traveler doesn't have to get his, uh, get his nice clothes dirty. That's more or less what he's thinking about, because he literally just bought his first pair of clothes in his own recent memory. Terrace thinks about it for a moment. Well, consider this a sort of field test, then. I'll be observing how you act during this excursion, and that may take into account if we ever do decide to take more into our ranks. Well, I certainly do appreciate that, Terrace. Uh, I, I'll, I'll make sure to do, do, do y'all proud. He kind of nods, and then after a while, Clem, like, hawks something into the dirt and coughs up. <coughs> I wonder what all Bonus has got into now. <sighs> Poor guy. Well, now you know, old Barnes is uh is good and tough. I'm sure that he's been uh he's he's been good out here. We just gotta we just gotta hope for the best, you know. And that's how that's how these things go.
that man's been through more pain than you can imagine. Eventually, he might decide that maybe it's been enough now. No, I don't think that, Will Barnes. I think that he's... I think he's tougher than most of us even think that he could have been, even after all the... even after all the down on his luck that he'd been that I'd seen. I served this boy back in the day. Good kid. His boy? Yeah. Yeah. Back when he had a son in the guy. Barnas never... Barnas never talked about that with me. He... He don't talk about the past much anymore, does he? No, no. You have actually markedly never heard Barnas talk. You've never heard Barnas talk about anything that he has never had like the lucidity to talk about past memories. Shame what happened to him. I assume that he died then. He was a yeah. He was a casualty of the first conflict. You know, he was referencing like the first war with the the first war with like the the Yodens and the the, the North. The undead, this the the town itself faced like help was a was a part of that conflict, and he died during that conflict. You get the impression. Oh, that's that's terrible. But old Barnes is is tougher than than most of us. He he's made it this far. That that kind of pain to just destroy some. Just, I've seen it destroy some people. Clem kind of looks at you in a weird way. But doesn't say anything. He just kind of shakes his head and carries on. I'm trying to think of a voice for Klein, but he's too energetic for me to portray properly. Just, uh, just do yourself, but but think of yourself just as hyper as possible. Give me a moment to stare out my window as I collect myself. He doesn't really say. He doesn't really say much. He's not very talk. He's trying to like keep the quiet, but you can tell that he's very excited. Like he's ready to, he's ready to prove himself. And you can, you can imagine this is probably one of the people who's been conscripted to the guard. Does anyone else want to have any chit chat as we go? Nope. Hum along, and just kind of, I don't know. What do you, what do you hum? Just a kind of a jaunty tune, weirdly enough. Like it's weird seeing this, this goblin just hum an oddly happy tune? Uh, it takes a little bit to like find the pace but Klein actually also hums with you. He's also trying to like like aid in this happy tune. He goes on for a while. Eventually like Clem like boots him in the shin. Cut that out. He like uh, As this goes on uh, I want to kind of going through my history as a pirate kind of add in a uh Happy tone, sea shanty, along with the beat of the tune they're humming. That's fine. You can do that. Terrace and Clem do not look entertained, but you may you may even see a bit of a, a slight smirk from Ernest. Oh, uh, during the walk, you do see um, Ernest and and uh, Klein talking some. Uh, it seems that uh, that uh, Ernest is like he's been the town doctor for a while and probably knew knew him when he was like younger like a boy he also seems to be to be well like him and Clem seem to know one another they just kind of shoot the shit but not really about anything uh as we are walking uh I would like to do a uh perception check using my background as a uh outlaw and a hermit like knowing the wilderness to look for anything that seems out of place on the path, kind of just keep an eye out to make sure we're tracking in the proper direction. I know it's like a five-day-old path at best, but... Yeah, go ahead and go ahead and roll. You may actually roll with a boon. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's not really much at the moment. Um, looking at specifically the wilderness, you pass like a couple farms. Um, you, you go by the coast for a while. Uh, a couple things to note is that the since the day that the event happened there hasn't been really any breeze or waves or wind from the sea all boats and fishing vessels have been resigned to, to taking up oars there's no wind um, growing plants is particularly rough uh, this happened in the beginning slash middle of spring when it, would, it should have been like peak growing season it has been a particularly bad harvest because the sun just isn't helping the plants grow and you know that when winter comes, the town's going to have a hard time with food. Hurt, hurt. 
Oh, but in terms of, like, looking at the environment and fear of being attacked, not so much. Um, it's a pretty, like, well-defined path. Um, you do see, after a while, a very dark, like, sprawling wood in the distance that looks to be a bit, uh, murky. That seems to be where you're going, but you're still a couple hours out. It's a ways away. Wonderful. You know, several times during the journey, you see er, the doctor drink from a flask. Um, when if I see him drinking from the flask, can I like try to put a hand on him and be like, "Now, now, Ernest, we do need you to have your wits about you. I understand having a little bit of uh, a little bit of help there, but uh, d- don't go too hard, man." I don't think you know who you're talking to. Give him a surprise, like every time he drinks. Um, I've been in the town for. You know what? You know what? You know what? You're you're, you're right. Maybe you should go find another doctor. (sighs) Ernest, I'm just I'm just trying to look out just in case things go south. Terrence kind of like turns his head back, just kind of sighs. Ernest will be there for us when we need him. Leave it alone. Uh, Brendan, please roll perception for me. Sure thing. That's. Okay, I see it. The the, the the PDF that I have of my character sheet is extraordinarily tiny for some reason. Okay. Yeah, I got a 10. <laughs> nice. That plus, um, that plus it's two a bit hard. perception. That did it. Uh, it's a bit hard to tell. Um, but uh, you could swear it might just be how the light's weird. But the redness in... Ernest's eyes does not seem to be just from being drunk all the time. Question for you. Uh, was that redness uh, in the eyes kind of the same as the redness in the eyes when the madness took hold of people a couple months back? I'm going to DM you. They're the busted capillaries of a tuberculosis cough. You've really been crying, you know? We, we just serenaded him so beautifully yesterday that he's been weeping ever since. The bloodshot eyes of sleep deprivation. Anywho, um... I'm gonna... I guess before that we change scenes and get to anything else. Okay. I'm gonna... I'm gonna put a, like, steadying hand on his shoulder as we walk and just be like, Ernest, you ever need anyone to confide in? I'm, I'm there for you, man. I've been through thick and thin with this town, and I'm sure you have too. We need people like you to be pillars of the What's your defense? Oh, uh, it's 11 now. No, you don't take any damage, but you just smack your hand away. Get your hand off me. Fine. Put my hands into my pants that have pockets. Everything okay over there? No, it's good, no sack. I'm just having a little uh, little spat with, uh, with my buddy here. And then I'm going to be like, offer still stands, bud, and start walking ahead of him. Okay. Uh, you guys are approaching and eventually crest into the dark woods ahead. This has been... Uh, beforehand, it was simply another bog, but because of the nefariousness of its now presence, it's become known by the people as the Blightmire. And almost odd reddish purple hue tinges the mud here vines grow rampantly and sun has a very hard time bypassing or like even like dirt before the sun turned dark sunlight had a hard time bypassing the canopy it is past just the dull grayness of daytime here it is almost like a full moon night it is very dark in here well hey good thing i got uh i got shadow sight right good thing I don't. I will look up to Marshall. Soldier, do you need your commander to lead you? Yes, commander. I got do a better idea. I take up uh, one of my torches from my bag and uh, the tinderbox and uh, strike a fire on the torch. Are you sure? Terrace turns back and looks at you. Stick out like a sore thumb if we we're going to get ambushed. I want to be clear. You can see still. Like, it's it's dark, but it's like your low-light vision kicks in eventually. It's not... You're not, like, in pitch black darkness. You're not taking negatives from it being dark out at the moment. But it is... Uh, this is some intense darkness. Yeah, uh, it, it made me think that it was one of those things of 
the situation in like D and D where you need dark vision to see stuff. Basically, yeah, that's how it was. Thinking. I was about to get it. I was getting torch out for uh, Shredem there. Actually, I hand the tan box and a uh, torch over to Shredem. Here, keep this. On. I have my own. Oh, okay. I put it away. But as you look down this winding, dark path, the thick, dense vines and the almost encroaching vegetation in this place only seems to worsen. Your journey to the forest is ended, take one of the vines and- but your journey into the forest has only began. Oh boy. So you guys plod along through the Blightmire. Quietly at first, it's very, very quiet. Not a bird. There's no animal, no rustling in the trees, no wind blowing. It's eerie. Life doesn't seem to exist here. It, the presence of these, this ominous, this, it's almost morose in nature. And you feel it encroaching on you. It's not so much that it's like driving you nuts, but it is certainly concerning. It's possible to ignore. And, uh, Klein pops, uh, pips up and be like, gee, I sure hope we, uh, I sure hope we get through this okay, guys. This look, looks a bit scary, but I'm, I'm sure we'll be fine, right? Right? How old are you, Frail One? Uh, Ma says I'm 21 now. <laughs> I lean over to Marshall, and, you know, Marshall's double my height pretty much. If we die, he'll probably be the first one to go. I look to the kid like, Super reassuringly. Yes. We, pointing to myself and Pluck, will certainly make it out of this fine. I just hope that I can be a part of helping you be okay. I hope I do my duty well. I'm just going to- I'm just going to fucking face palm at them. And look to Klein and be like, Don't worry, bud, I'll make sure that you get out of this. Even if it's, uh... I'll make sure that you get out of this. We'll make sure each other is okay. Yeah, we'll make sure that both of us are okay. Watch each other's back, man. You know, that's... You know what? We get out of this. We get out of this. I'll... I'll do a performance about you and your bravery and stuff. Because you are super brave. Oh, that's that's awesome. That'd be neat. Yeah, right? That'd be super cool because you're older than me. So I should do a, a, a play about someone who's older than me. I think that'd be super cool. You are the twilight of your life. Klein looks very confused, but is overwhelmed with you reassuring him that he just lets it go. <laughs> no, okay. you're just a little bit younger than I am. I'm actually 22. Yo, this guy's... Yo. Like, I kind of go back to the group and go, Yo, that guy's almost a decade older than me. How are you almost... How are you only 11? I said almost a decade. I'm 14, you fucking weirdo. How are you 14? You like the saying time is, is nothing but a social construct means a lot more when you yourself are nothing but a construct. Exactly. Nusak doesn't know the traveler does change one. Uh, I feel like you technically should because after that, uh, because if you recall from the first session, I did run out with you looking like the mayor. And don't get me wrong, anyone with more with with brain cells and double digits knows of changelings. They're not unknown. But they're certainly a phenomenon. Like it's not like a common thing. They're not necessarily rare, but they're uncommon. They're uh how to put it? It's like uh It's like uh It's like a Democrat in Georgia up until recently. Uh I was actually gonna say it's like someone who gets the albino genes. Yeah, like, it's it's essentially something equatable to, like, someone with an obvious, like, not, like, birth defect, but, like, it's a genetic occurrence, pretty much, in rarity. Like, you, it's not like you expect to see them, but you could walk past one on the street. And, like, you're, they're common enough that you're not surprised when you see one. Yeah, gotcha. Technically, the only person in the group who doesn't know that Traveler is a changeling is Pluck, because Pluck did not actually interact with me during the uh, the first session. 
Oh no, I don't know that there's another fae creature in our group. And in fact, if someone went from like, hey, my name is this, to hey, actually, no, this is my name now. And you would probably even notice like the dull glow of the green eyes. You probably could put two and two together. Specifically because goblins are a fae descent. Yep. So you guys plod on along. Clem and Taurus have their head on a swivel, paying pretty, pretty close attention. Uh, the doctor is just, uh, he takes another sip from his drink. He seems to be, like, uh, melancholy about the situation. Like, he is assuming the worst. And, uh, up ahead, you see what seem to be people standing. Ooh. Kind of grab hold of my, just like the bait, like, uh, grab hold of my, just ready my battle axe, kind of, in case they're, you need to attack. Uh, they don't move. In fact, they only look up at you when you get probably like ten or so leagues from them. They move very sluggishly and slow. Uh, it's very clear that they are like animated corpses. But there's no, they don't appear all of a sudden. They are just simply standing there. Um, they aren't even particularly trying to be aggressive towards you. They're just ambling about. But once you get near, it is pretty clear to you all that they are members of the village. Sorry, this doesn't look good for Barnum Traveler. Taurus, do any of these faces seem familiar as people from the last rescue party sent out? Yes, it's hard to say exactly what, but these are certainly people who are looking for Barnum. And to correct, it is Terrace, it's not Taurus. Taurus, Terrace, one's a car, one's a building. That's a terrace. Anyway, as you approach them, they step towards you, but it is hard to even tell if they're stepping towards you aggressively or just out of some sort of, like, muscle reflex or curiosity. There are four of them in total. Uh, without so much as a sigh or second glance, uh, terrace cuts one down, just bisects it, Whoa, 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 what are you doing? They didn't attack us yet. I'm putting my people to rest. It's the least I can do. Takes hold of his axe. Um, pulls his axe out. Alright, well, let's get to it, I guess. And, uh, I, is there one... Joe, roll me a d20, please. Winner, winner. Uh, the one that seems to walk up to you is a small girl. About ten. Ah. <sighs> What the... A couple of these people do seem to be, like, people who wandered in the woods. It's happened a couple times over the months. She does seem to have been there a while. May your soul rest in peace, and may you join your ancestors in life after this. And he, um, takes his axe and tries to, uh, try to get a clean swipe at her head. And don't even need to roll. He's basically trying to decapitate her. Okay. Yeah. You slice this child's head off. Why wouldn't you try and, like, brain him? It is very quick, for sure. Um, Clem dispatches one. Because if you brain them, and you don't hit hard enough, then it's just a sploosh of mess. No, no, but if you... No, that's fine. But if it you decapitate them, the 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 blood flow is still going, so they're technically suffering, like as their head's been decapitated. Yeah, they're the human head alive just for like, like a couple seconds afterwards. I mean, that's but but if it's no, like, they probably don't feel any pain though. Travelers just kind of staring at this, like freaking the fuck out. Uh, Clem dispatches one. Also, he like, like grimaces but nods. Like, like these were people that he knew, right? <laughs> you certainly met them in passing. They, you might have walked by them. You didn't know any of them well, but you've seen them around. Um, you know what? I'm gonna be honest with this. Uh, with with everything that's going on, he's gonna start running towards to try and find Barnas. Um, your uh, what is your defense, Brendan? Eleven. Yeah. Uh, as you run by to search for Barnas. A armored hand reaches out and grabs you by your collar. 
It's Terrace. Pulls you in front of him. Get yourself together. This is why we're here. I know it's hard. But take a breath and gather yourself. We're not done. Stay with us. Not. I. Yeah. This would have normally been comforting, but this is a fully armored head, and there is no face to be seen as he pulls you in front of him. Luck goes up and just gently pats Traveler on the side, since I assume he's held, like, way up, and she's small. It, it's okay, Traveler. It Just don't look. Just don't look. No, 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 y'all. I gotta I got, I got face this. I gotta I got, I got help. Do you try to struggle and keep going? I don't try to struggle and keep going, but I try to move, but I'm going to do my best to move with the group begrudgingly as I do. But you certainly don't seem to be, like, calming down, eh? Um, currently, I would say that he is trying to calm down. But, you know, there could probably be something that kind of triggers that run-towards-your-best-friend instinct. Uh... You do not need to worry about any sort of uh, repercussion from this, but Terrace does moderately smack you to get you to center yourself. It's not a hard smack, but it does kind of like jolt you a little bit to like get the brain brain flowing right. Right, right, yeah, yeah. So Traveler is just kind of like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, thanks, Terrace. Sorry, I, I, uh, I needed that. Thanks, bud. You'll be all right. We need to move forward. And uh, after, so it was, uh, Nosak had that, uh, Clem put one down, and uh, so did Terrace, and Klein kind of, like, has a moment where he, like, gets choked up, but he kind of swallows it and puts one down also. He seems he seemed to have been a person that he knew, but uh, he does it, and uh, he gathers himself and moves on. Uh, after you guys took that aggression towards them... It, it didn't seem like they noticed that you did that, but they certainly seemed to react when one of them died, if that makes sense. Like, there was, like, some semblance of realization there, even though that they were not themselves. They were clearly, like, animated by some outside force. Whatever is doing this, we need to be on guard. They're probably going to be on the way for us next time. So you guys uh, get yourselves together and keep on pressing forward. Before you guys move on, Ernest kind of lags behind a little bit and makes an attempt at a shallow burial. He seems pretty focused on what he's doing. A bit, like, too focused. Like, he's focusing a lot on the fact that these people need to be at least, like... It seems to affect him a lot, what he's seeing. Um... And you can all probably realize this is stuff like this that he sees every day. And it rests almost entirely on his shoulders. Like, he is the only doctor in the town. And he deals with this daily. We have to keep moving if if we have any hope of saving anyone else who might be alive. He takes one final look and nods and follows. I, I look to him with an understanding and just kind of go, I'll help you with it when on the way back. We just have to go and try and save what we can now. And you all continue. Trudging along, trudging along. And uh, you come to another clearing, and there is another batch of uh, what seem to be those from the town that have fallen to this, this mire. These people seem a bit more, like, equipped this last batch seemed to be like a, a bunch of villagers that got lost. This group seems to be like what was what would have been a rescue party. They have some equipment, they have a couple weapons on them. And they look to y'all and do something that resembles not aggression, but like alarm. And these animated corpses slowly but surely draw their weapons defensively. Offensively, not offensively. Um they seem to be, like, guarding the area, but you all know you have to keep moving this way. I'm just gonna keep an eye on it, still not engaging them directly. Uh, Terrace kind of keeps his sword to the side, but keeps walking forward. The others, like, 
like kind and earnest and y'all and even and even Clem a little bit can't seem to slow up to like see what they're gonna do. Terrence just continues walking. He walks past one, and it's like he seems it's almost like he's gonna let him go. But like the animated corpse looks down on itself, and then right as he passes him, he attempts to turn around and swing on him from behind. And the guy like insta quick draws his sword and just cuts his arm off. And uh, puts him down pretty quick. And then the others seem to move towards you all. Uh, there is five left. Uh, I'm going to say that two of them are held up by Klein and Klein. And three of them will move towards you all. Um, this is going to be like a little mini combat. Who would like to... I'm, I'm assuming people are going to go on fast. Well, within range of me. For the sake of levity, I'm going to assume that you all can make an attack on them before they can make an attack on you. So everyone can make melee attacks at fast if you'd like. I'm going to go fast. I am also going to go fast. Once one gets up on me, yeah. You can kind of pick where you are positioning-wise. These things are very slow and plodding. You can kind of out-position them however you'd like. I'll take a uh, slow turn. Uh, I guess we'll start with... Let's just go right down the line. We'll start with Nosek or X. Okay, I swing, and I'm not sure if that's a hit. Uh, these things are so slow, a five hits them. Five is actually their defense. Uh, roll damage for me. Okay, and you use your axe. Yeah. Yeah, you, uh, you swing your axe, and it buries into, a, into the side of the creature. It makes a gurgling noise and looks down at the strike. It does not fall, but you certainly heard it. Next. Um, yeah, so... Who all in my group has sharp weapons? It's, uh... Pluck... It's literally everyone but me, right? And there's three of them? I mean, you have a dagger. I'm aware that I have a dagger. But I want to do something cool. Yeah, there's three of them. Okay, so the one that uh that that Nosak didn't so one of the ones that Nosak didn't go after. I'm gonna like roll up my poofy nice dress sleeves, and I'm gonna look back at uh at Pluck. And I'm gonna just be like, "Come on, I'm gonna I'm Pluck. I'm I'm gonna set him I'm gonna I'm gonna set him up. You knock him down, and I'm gonna whip out one of my tendrils, my way my whip things." And try to like, I guess I don't know if there's like I'm trying to look it up, but I don't know if there's a thing for this. But like trying to like trip them, so then they're like super easy to hit for pluck to like just stab in the face. There is a thing for this. Uh, you will make a an attack with one bane. Uh, also, for a bit of a description, traveler like flicks his arm out like Spider-Man would, but instead of neato Spider-Man web. A weird, fleshy prehensile thing shoots out from his wrist and wriggles around like a tentacle. Very John Carpenter's The Thing-esque. Oh. And uh, it kind of, with a mind of its own, seems to dart out and grab the foot of this thing. Go ahead and make your attack roll. Well, I mean, can it still make a thwip noise? Oh, it certainly does. Excellent. Okay, well... (laughs) Like, uh, I'm just glad that, like, even though I get the, the terrifying visual, I still get the nice Spider-Man thwip. You know, like, you know, you know, like the 90s whip sound effect? <laughs> okay, so that, since it's a finesse weapon, I get it yeah, at... use your dex. I do get to use my dex, which is just basic. Okay, I thought it was... I thought I had a plus one in it. And you said with one bane, right? Oh, boy, that's not great. You still hit? Oh shit! These things have five defense, on man. There's there's ambulance. They're they're corpses. Uh, roll your damage. One oh, whole man. damage. You cr- you crack a little little a, a, a pinky toe, but that 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 whip cracks hard and and grabs it by the wrist. And you pull your arm up, and it just its legs are up in the air, and it hits the hits the mud hard. What in that orifice's beard did you just do? Wasn't here in no sack. Sometimes when you go in front of enemies, you gotta whip it. 
And as your, as, your, uh, as your fleshy whip recoils, you can see and feel it slide back up your forearm. It's like a gigantic vein that recedes. Since when could you do that? Assworms, son. Assworms. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. She's going to look at him and just be like, Dwarves don't encounter changelings very often now, do they? Changelings can do that? Changelings can do a whole lot of things you don't know about. You know, at this point, I shouldn't be surprised. I am literally just going to play it off that that is a thing that changelings can do, and no one can question me about it because no one knows about changelings. So Pluck kind of side-eyes him, but doesn't say anything, and pulls out her sickle, runs her thumb along it. Time to test this out. And I'm going to use trickery to make my attack. Yep. I just, I haven't been able to roll above, like, a sixth, I think, all night. Well, luckily, so that was a, that's a boon, right? Yeah, so that still hits. Roll your damage. Their their defense was five, right? Correct. Alright, I was just making sure for exploit opportunity. Yep. So, since I hit using a boon... Uh, I get to deal an extra d6 of damage because of trickery and because of backstab. Sure do. Rogues are so mean in this game. I love it. And I don't add my agility in for damage, right? If I remember correctly? Nope. Magic is fucking mean in this game. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's big dead. How do you want to do that? So she's gonna... Uh, and Brendan didn't trip that one, right? I assume you were going after the one he tripped. It, yeah. It's like- no matter what you go after, the one you hit is dead. So. Okay, so she goes up, kind of jumps on top of it, and rakes the sickle down. Kind of disemboweling it. Yeah, you kind of like take like a bit of a running start and hop and land like on this thing's chest, but facing its lower body. And just like pull the sickle along the entirety of his midsection. Just zombie guts everywhere. He's very dead. What? That was. Why didn't you go for the head? That would have been a quicker death. Oh my god, why are you all such terrible people? Oh, now you have a problem going for the head. I you shot the neck! The neck is not the head, you <laughs> fucking weirdo! <laughs> Cody, it's your go. How did you want me to kill it? With the head! Alright, well, I'll remember that for the next one. Completely unentertained by this entire encounter. Shredham just slowly walks up to the uh, one that no sex fighting, because I think that's lit. That's one. There's one other one. No, there's the ground. Yeah. So just gonna, as I'm walking past the one that uh, Traveler tripped, just gonna stab it through, attempt to stab it through the head with my spear. Sure. Roll the hit. I thought Christina was going after the one that I tripped. I did. She already went. No, 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 I was asking because Cody just said that he went after the one that I tripped. Oh yeah, the one that the one that Brendan tripped is dead. But you totally hit Cody, really damage. Oh yeah. It yeah, it doesn't matter which one. Oh I hit it. Well I wanted to I wanted to talk about it from like a setting the scene. I get it. Uh Cody, that is exactly their HP. How do you want to do that? Uh, him just stabs him through the head with the spear without saying a word, and then yeah. he'll walk to rejoin, uh, Terrace. You, you kind of, like, trudge along, um, no unnecessary emotion, and one kind of, like, takes a step towards you, and you just very quickly and efficiently raise the spear point and stick it, like, under the bar into the cranial cavity and back out, and it is instantly dead. Very quick, very clean, very uh, efficient. Zero wasted energy. Zero wasted energy and zero disfigurement of the corpse. There is a small entry hole, and that is it. Overall, a very humane kill. And now there is one left, and I believe it's the one that's on Nosak. Yeah. He's gonna make an attempt to, like, gra- graze you with a knife. Hits max damage and kills him. I think that does hit. 
Yeah, my defense is 10, so that... I believe that hits everybody, because I think I might have the highest defense. Well, Oof, literally max what? damage. Yeah, he, like, cuts you kind of deep on your forearm. You bleed a little bit, take four damage. That's kind of a scratch to know that what's this. But I want to I want to note that that is max damage. <laughs> the others kind of dispatch theirs and kind of wait for you or someone else to finish that one. Um, anyone want to go? Who's going fast? I'll go fast. But I imagine that Nosek gets to go before everyone. He does else. have priority because he is right there. I got a grunt uh, with the uh, knife graze. Uh, re- take my axe from his side and raise it high above my head, swing it down to uh, crush the skull. Before I do that, I'm going to use prayer. Ancestors, forgive me for what I'm about to do. That way I get a boon. Uh, yeah, okay, I was about to ask what does prayer do. Because remember, Joseph, we're running a podcast, so you got to kind of say what things do. He hasn't used it yet. Oh, yeah. That'll do it. And for the people at home, prayer allows me to add a boon to attack or challenge roll for me or an ally within short range method. How Do you just uh, split it down the middle with a... With one kind of wet squelching sound and a <clears throat> the axe lodges itself in the front part of the skull and it uh, is very clearly dead. I will withdraw my axe and uh, head off with the rest of the group. Okay. Magnificent job at desecrating that corpse nosek. And uh, <laughs> it's head in shame with that comment. I'm going to literally look at Marshall and be like. Now, Marshall, there's no need for you to be so, like, so, like, mean to Mr. Orax. Like, I, I can uh, sense the passive-aggressiveness here, bud. Joe, after that encounter, um, while y'all are ready to keep moving, um, Ernest quietly comes up and grabs your arm. He, uh, he sees you got kind of cut, and, uh, he does kind of pour his liquor into your wound. Yeah, that hurts, but it does sterilize it pretty effectively, and he bandages you up. You can go ahead and take two of your health back. And uh, uh, this is the first time you've seen a sense of... While he's practicing medicine on you, it's very noticeable a sense of compassion. Uh, He makes sure that nothing he's doing is hurting you too bad. He lets you know, like, this is going to hurt a little bit, I'm sorry. And he pours the stuff on there, and it stings, and he he makes sure, like, he doesn't tie a bandage too tight and make sure you're comfortable you're okay are you fit to keep going uh, very thorough and very genuine a stark contrast to how he normally is seeing how it kind of livens him up and makes him uh, feel better about himself I guess no it's very it's very clear that he takes his work very seriously even though he his life is a bit distraught no sex's not gonna stop him actually go with it even though he doesn't really need it because honestly, for him, that with 23 health, that's kind of just a scratch to him. This is why he's here. He, he lets him go on any uh, good but, but there is a question to be had here. What kind of liquor got poured into Nosek or Axe's wound? It's probably the equivalent of moonshine. Ooh, bud. So some, cor- so some corn liquor there. Yeah, probably. Well, I mean, I wasn't sure if it was going to be like vodka, like a it's probably it's probably the uh, the consumable equivalent of rubbing alcohol in grim dark times. Ugh. Yeah, so so and like you can smell it. It does not smell pleasant. So like we're talking like uh, like 170 to 180 proof uh, liquor. Yeah, it's pretty uh, it's pretty fierce. It's certainly of- you certainly feel like you're clean. It's the kind of stuff where that if you uh, if you poured it into a big uh, ice box, like a like a like a liter bottle of this, you would also have to then fill the the thirty liter ice box with just juice to try and dilute it. Yeah, it's it's a it's it's you could put that in a gas in like in like a car engine they would run. Yeah. It's almost like I've been to a few LARP parties before, before I started LARPing. Right. (laughs) Anyway, 
Um, you guys keep moving. And, uh, the sense of foreboding and intense disgust for the living that you feel seems to actually continue. It gets worse. Uh, at this point, I would like you all to make me a will roll, please. As the, the darkness seems to eat away at you. Supernaturally, almost. Oh. This, this place's very existence seems to be against your own. Is and this a skill roll? This is a challenge roll. Okay. I'm gonna use trickery. You may. Can I make a prayer to give myself a boom? I think... Is that, is that only for attacks? No, attacks or challenges. Then you may. You may also give it to an ally. If you so choose. And it can be done retroactively. Well, I guess <coughs> if there's any time for me to actually roll a number over, like, eight, uh, it's now. I will say this if it matters, Joseph. Um, even with the boon, there's no way to help Cody. Yeah, I was thinking about that. You don't know what the target number is. I yeah, assume it that it's minimum ten. Uh, unless it's unless this is like an attack roll or against somebody's will or something. Oh, ten or over is a success. Ten uh, under ten is a failure. Oh no! Fuck shit, get it? <laughs> oh shit! Uh, yeah. Um, Puck and Nosak kind of steal themselves Holy and prepare shit, for the coming storm. Uh, since I knew you my my prayer on the take the boon for yourself, dude. That's not gonna help. I like I I'll let you know that's not gonna help me. Yeah, no, it will not. Uh, Cody and Brendan, what are your insanity scores? One, zero. It's two now, or it's one now, right, Cody? I mean, if I failed that, then yeah, it's one now. Oh, you certainly failed. You and Brendan both failed. Yeah. So now it's one again. So what is you, what is your new insanity score then? One. Two. Well, like a, like an old friend, your point of insanity returns, Cody. And you're a bit shaken for a few seconds, but it wears off. Uh, Traveler, your sense of dread lingers for a while. For maybe like a good half, half a minute, like 30 seconds or so. You breathe heavy and your heart races. Uh, and you were pretty terrified of your surroundings for a moment. You kind of... You don't have, like, a break, but you do You do feel strained by your environment. How you react to that is up to you. Okay, fair. Um, I will think on it as that things present themselves. I imagine for Pluck, since she's traveled a lot, she's seen a lot of weird stuff. So this is kind of like, oh, alright, oh, here we are. And surprising no one. The guards are fine. All of them. Are you fucking Terrorist. kidding me? The 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 no oh oh I'm sorry. I, I, I saw I thought I saw that the number to beat was seven and I was like, you fucking no. piece of shit. No, the number to beat was ten. It's always ten. Uh Terrace actually almost failed. <laughs> wow. Little, so- little boy Klein just was like, nah, fuck this. I'm feeling great. I'm having a great time. And then also one of them... Yeah, also uh, little boy Klein also did not roll properly since you did 1d20 plus exclamation mark. Well, the first of all, that was Clem, and the dice oh, still sorry. rolled. It just ignored the exclamation point. I, I need you guys to, to, to pause for just a second and take a look at the fact that so he said uh, Terrace almost failed. Which means Terrace was the D20 plus four. Which means Terrace's will is 14, guys. Hey, he's like a master. I'll let you know that I haven't written his character sheet down, but Terrace is probably a level eight character. Damn. everyone, I'm back again with all the fun logistics for this episode. We would like to give a big thanks to the musical talent of Kevin McLeod, as well as Raphael Crux for our opening, Asking Questions, and Alexander Nakarada for this ending song, Behind the Sword. All three contributed to music heard throughout this episode. 
If you liked what you heard, please feel free to look them up and also give us a like, a follow, or a good review. It goes a long way with helping us get out to new listeners, and we really appreciate the feedback. Also, speaking of feedback, if you'd like to contact us, you can reach us on Twitter at a paradise loss or send in any questions into a paradise loss at gmail.com. With episode 8 down, I will give everyone a heads up that episode 9 will be the last recorded content for this campaign. Due to circumstances in life, we were not able to finish our tale. My hope is we will be able to get the group together one last time for our storyteller to tell us what was to unfold and have a discussion about everything. Until then, take this boon and cross your fingers as things come to a conclusion. And remember to stay safe out there.